Are you cruising through life not always knowing what direction you were headed? Let Live On Purpose with Dr. Paul Jenkins be your guide. Live On Purpose will give you insights into your life and show you how you can become the driver and captain of it. No more aimless wandering. By learning the principles that govern happiness and wealth, you will be able to make personal progress that you have only dreamed possible. And now, here's your host, the shrink who expands your life, Dr. Paul. I like that, the shrink that, <laughs> the shrink that yeah. expands your life. Yeah, that's great. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life, here with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And I'm excited to be here with a guest who likes my tagline, which is kind of fun. Yeah, I like it. This is, this is Gary Acevedo. That's right. Gary, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. I'm thrilled to have you here. And we've also got... The producer, the abundance coach himself, Chad Brown. Thanks for having me, Dr. Paul. You got your mic on there, Chad? Yeah, we're here. Chad is trying a very uh, challenging task today. I've got him at the controls. Um, My sons, who normally produce this show, are all otherwise engaged today. So if you hear any little technical glitches, you can email Chad. Yeah. At uh, chadtheabundanceguru.com uh, or whatever his <laughs> email is. Uh, we're having fun as we always do at Live on Purpose Radio. And you know, I am excited today. I've had, uh, I've had a fun day. I just came from doing a, a live radio show up in Salt Lake City with my friend Garrett Gunderson. And Garrett's been on the show a number of times. You'll remember him as the author of Killing Sacred Cows which is just turning heads out there in the world of personal finance. And uh, had a great chat with Garrett. And one of the things that we talked about today, I'd like to follow up with on today's show for Live on Purpose Radio. We were talking about how there's an abundance of information and knowledge out there. And as you gain this information and knowledge, some of this is of the nature that has, has the power really to change your life but only if you apply it. And uh, that might bring up the question of, well, why, why, Dr. Paul, did you invite these particular guests to your show today? Well, let me give you a little bit of background on that. Chad has been working with me for, oh, I don't know, three or four weeks maybe? Yeah. Not, not even a month, lot longer than maybe. that. Maybe a, a month or so. Yeah. And you've done some fun things together with me as uh, you've done a little bit of shadowing. And you... Uh, you do some coaching yourself, yep. and so we've been collaborating on a few projects and just having fun. And Chad, you mentioned to me a while back that you were involved with another coaching program uh, with which Gary is associated and, and actually the founder of. Uh, let me make sure I get this right, Gary. I think it's called DreamMakers Academy. Yep, DreamMakersAcademy.com. And uh, there's a website, DreamMakersAcademy.com. So those of you who want to go check that website out, I would certainly invite you to do that. And we're going to get back to some of what you're doing a little later in the show, Gary. But one of the things that you've done for, what, 30-plus years yeah, is the type of coaching and empowerment education uh, through trainings, retreats, seminars, other kinds of, of events to help people to discover the power that is inside of them. Yes. To bring it out and do something productive with it. Right. Is, is that a fair yeah. assessment? Yeah. I like to say that life is a function of skills and um, that, you know, knowing what you need to do is quite often a huge gap between mm. actually doing it. There's a huge gap between knowing what you need to do and actually doing it. Mm. So through our experiential seminars and retreats, we design processes that help people to really experience the places where they can get out of their own way and really watch some amazing results start to happen in their life. Mm. One of my favorite quotes is um, is that leadership or success always starts with a vision. Mm-hmm. and always ends with results. Mm-hmm. So by definition, then, a successful person, a leader, is a maker of dreams. Mm-hmm. Someone with a capacity, the wherewithal, to 
create, to call forth from nowhere, from nothing, those dreams, visions, and aspirations that really make their heart sing. So mm-hmm. um, um, I thought it'd be fun to share some of the success stories that have come through this work, and then after that, share some of the principles and the skills that have mm-hmm. helped them to do that. Well, and Gary, if you know much about me, you know we're going to get to those principles eventually. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? You're right. There's, there's a huge gap. And this is something that I have been personally working on quite a bit lately, not only because I experienced the gap too, mm-hmm. but a lot of the people that I'm coaching and, uh, and counseling are puzzled, sometimes stumped by the fact that they have this knowledge and it's sometimes just wonderful, tremendous stuff that they know. Yes. And they're having a heck of a time actually applying it in their life and yes. making a difference. Yes. I, I was chatting with another friend of mine, Shay Larson, who uh, does the World of Ideas report in the middle of our show here, uh, who said, you know, there's... Um, oh, now I got off track of where I was going with that. Um, well, it, it may come back to me, and if it yeah. does, I'll mention it yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and get to some of your success stories, though. Yeah. I want to I hear... That'll kind of kick off some discussion about yeah. how we can get Two to Two of my favorite success stories um, are best-selling authors that have um, books right now that are number one. Um, there's a book called Influencer, which is sweeping the country mm. right now, number one bestseller. And the authors of that, two of them, Ron McMillan and Joseph Granny, are two of my favorite success stories because they did my retreat that we call The Awakening. It's a nine-day retreat, you know, two phases, five days and four days. Mm-hmm. And they did it years ago, I think 15 years ago or more. Oh, and wow. they had huge, profound experiences during that. And, and as an example, Ron, the week after the retreat, he, had, he was working at that time for Covey Leadership Center, the, the people who put the book out, um, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm-hmm. And he was their top trainer. And he actually was in front of AT&T, which was at the time their biggest potential client. Mm-hmm. And the man in charge of 40,000 people at one point stood up and said, Ron, I know you're a good guy and you mean well, but I just don't think this is going to fit in our culture. And so rather than um, continue, I want to let everybody go. They were like halfway through the second day of a four-day training. Mm. So Ron knows at that moment that he basically has lost a $6.5 million contract. Oh, boy. Okay? But he, in the week before that, he'd been through the awakening, the retreat, and we had given him some very powerful coaching on where he would let himself get stuck in life or stopped, where he would get stopped. Mm-hmm. And he pulled out a tool that we use called How to Melt Your Favorite Jerk. How to melt your favorite jerk. Yes. Love it. Basically, it's a way to disarm (laughs) verbal attackers. So if anybody's attacking you verbally, you can use certain skills and and completely melt them and transform their experience. Mm -hmm. And what he did was he, he knew he'd already lost the contract. He had nothing to lose. So he decided to use the coaching we gave him in the retreat, use this very powerful tool, and he literally melted that man, he turned around, he apologized to everybody, he said, I hope everybody gets behind this program. And Ron walks out with a $6.5 million contract. So needless to say, he was very happy mm. with the coaching he'd gotten from the retreat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another good example is Joseph Grinney, <laughs> who in that very same retreat, we teach a skill called the, the strongest tool for creating leverage in manifesting your own personal dreams. Okay. And and what it is is learning how to how to literally design your own personal dreams like I want to be a rock star, I want to be a ballerina, I want to be a great mother, whatever it is. And learning how to structure those inside of a of the highest purpose or context that you can put your personal dream inside of. Mm. And so the science and the dynamics of that is quite fascinating. And Joseph and Ron came up to me after the retreat and they said, you know, the, the, our very favorite process, because it takes about the good part of a day, mm-hmm. was this particular tool called How to Manifest Your Personal Dreams mm-hmm. with the Greatest Leverage by Putting Your Dreams in a Higher Context. Well, Joseph right. took that principle and later, years later, he actually... By using that principle, he actually 
found the work of I can't remember his name now, Mahatma something. He invented mm-hmm. something called microfunding, where oh, yeah, yeah. people would basically yeah give a, a a small five or ten dollar loan and literally mm-hmm. bring an entire family out of poverty by letting them you know have these small loans and like that. And because of that, Joseph Granny was actually able to start this company to take microfunding worldwide. And today, the people on, in that company, Ron Joseph and some other people, are personally responsible for bringing 3.5 million people out of poverty. Wow. That's I mean, incredible. Yes. And those two authors are the authors of this book called Influencer. Mm-hmm. They're also, they also have two other bestsellers, Crucial Conversations and Crucial Confrontations. And that's the one I was going to mention. Crucial Conversations has been, yes. has been very popular. Yes. Uh, and and highly recommended. Yes. It's fascinating. Fascinating. Yes. You know, as you were talking, you mentioned um, these tools that you share with yes. people. Yes. Now, there's principles and there's tools. Right. And uh, as as we learn to use tools properly, you can you can just magnify the impact that you can have. Absolutely. Whether it's in your own dreams or in helping others to achieve their dreams or right. whatever it is. Right. Uh, Take money, for example. You know, if I'm trying to make money and and follow the laws of money, but mm-hmm. I'm let's say that making money was the equivalent of cutting the lawn, I can either use tweezers to cut my lawn mm-hmm. or I can use a high-power mower. If the tools and skills I'm using are the equivalent of a tweezers, I'm going to be working really hard but without a lot of results. That's right. But if I've got the right tool and I've got some success stories when we get back from the break mm-hmm. about people who have been able to make you know, increase their income significantly just using certain tools and mm-hmm. skills to do it with. Well, the appropriate tools could be hand tools or they could be power tools. Yes, that's and, right. Uh, so when you're talking confidence and self-esteem and self-concept and communication, you want the power mm-hmm. tools. <laughs> well, you do, but you know what? People are afraid of power tools too. Right. And I've got stories about that. You know, when I was a kid, I... Uh, had an experience where my brother was injured by a chainsaw. Oh, and terrible. just a traumatic experience yeah. for a little kid to have, right? right? Well, to this day, I've not used a chainsaw. <laughs> right. And right. my neighbor and I were out in the, out in the uh, driveway the other day, well, a couple of months ago, actually, and there was this big Chinese elm tree that had grown between our driveways, and it was just busting up the concrete on both sides. So we decided we're going to take it out. Well, I went out there on a Saturday morning, and I had my handsaw. Voompa, voompa, voompa. You know, I'm hacking away at this huge tree, 40-foot tree. He comes out and says, hey, I got a chainsaw. And it struck struck some fear into my heart. But you know what? That power tool took down that tree lots faster than I could have done. Yeah. With my little handsaw. Yeah. Anyway, power tools. We'll be right back. If the pile of books you want to read is growing faster than the pile you have read, then Abundant Reading Systems can help you. After taking Abundant Reading Systems course, I dramatically increased my ability to expand my knowledge in a much more efficient way. My fastest test today was in 7,000 words per minute. I highly recommend this program from what I've seen it do for other people who've been through the entire program and from what I've seen in myself today. I've teamed up with Abundant Reading Systems to offer a single-day intensive speed reading workshop that will at least double your reading speed, guaranteed. This belief started to grow inside of me that I thought, oh, I can really do this. I can read you know, as fast as I let myself read and uh, ended up doubling my time, my speed reading time, which was really good. This is David Hinton, founder of Abundant Reading Systems. I want to personally invite you to join us for our next event. Visit AbundantReadingSystems.com now. Abundant Reading Systems, reading at the speed of imagination. Raising kids is one of the most challenging and rewarding experiences we can have in life. Your children didn't come with an owner's manual, so it's up to you to learn whatever will assist you in your role as a mom or a dad. Join me and my husband, Dr. Paul, for a free weekly discussion about all of the hot topics in parenting. Listen to what others are saying about these calls. 
By applying the things I've learned to the parental power calls, I'm finally becoming the mom I always thought I would be. I really like to use parental power as kind of like a reference book. So as I have concerns with my parenting, I like to be able to look up on the blog and then listen to whatever podcast seems closely related. So I like the variety of, of topics, the variety of age groups that are addressed. I'm on the parental power calls as often as I possibly can because I know I'm going to come away with something I can apply to being a parent that very day. Let us join your parenting team through parental power. Just send an email to Dr. Paul at liveonpurposeradio.com to register for the live calls. Or just check us out first through the link at drpaul.org. All of the previous calls are posted on our blog site, where you can also add your own input. Let's team up to start parenting on purpose. This is so soothing. <laughs> we're having this lively discussion during the break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we come in with this soothing bumper music. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, fun. Chad, we haven't even given you a chance to chime in yet. You want to comment about anything that's been said so far? I just want to say that this is like my, this is the mastermind group that I put together. <laughs> you made this I'm ha- so excited. <laughs> you made this happen, Chad. You know, and you're on to something, because one of the whole reasons I even do live on Purpose Radio is to gather my mastermind group, right? Mm -hmm. and to increase my prosperity network, and there are some fantastic people that I've I've gotten to know that way. It's a a great principle to to try to get the people together that make the greatest influence in your life, mm -hmm. and collaborate, Mm -hmm. and get ideas going, and it's fantastic. I'm so excited to be here. Chad, you've, you've attended some of Gary's events. Uh, yeah, a lot, a it's, lot of the events. So you could uh, you could give your personal uh, testimony to all this too. Huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, great. Well, feel free to chime in when you'd like to. I know you're busy over there running the boards too. Okay, uh, Gary, you started off on something before we went to the break too about money. Yeah, and then I got off on the power tools thing and how. Right. You said something about wouldn't you want to use a power tool if you could and yeah. I think that there's reasons why people avoid it. Yes. Because power tools, the very power of the tool implies a bit of danger, and you have to be able to use it properly and understand the proper use of the tool in order to use it effectively and safely. Yes, and and the reality is that you had a perfect example. Something happens to your brother as a child, and you have this negative association to Mm -hmm. power tools. So, of course, every time the very idea of a power tool comes up, and that's really the source of all the barriers in our life. I, I found out years mm-hmm. ago that human beings are really perfect, and the worst you can say about them is that, is that um, they're good at getting in their own way. Yeah. And, and what I found out about that is that because we all have what's called, what psychologists call a fight-or-flight mind, and we have mm-hmm. these, this storehouse of, of negative associations, anytime we start to move toward our dreams or our visions or, or, or money or, or love or whatever it is that we want, there's always these fears, these concerns, these negative associations that get in our way. So even though we know mm-hmm. what we need to do, it's so hard sometimes to get ourselves to do that thing because there's all this stuff in our way. That's so that's right. really what this is about, is helping people to move those barriers out of their way so they're just basically freed up to kind of move in the direction that they want to move in. Mm-hmm. A real good example of that is that um, I remember I took a, a millionaire. I, I do what I call percentage coaching, where when I find people who have a, a, a business vehicle that could really go places, I will coach them um, in a very intensive way, and then I get a percentage of the increase because I learned years ago that mm-hmm. I'm good at helping people get out of their own way. Right. So I took this millionaire from like a million a year to seven, eight million a year in about 10 months. Mm-hmm. Another example is uh, Harvey, who uh, was stuck about 150000 a year for eight years, and within seven, eight months, he was up to 70000 a month. Wow. And, mm-hmm. and those are just examples of... of not, not everybody is capable of of making that kind of money, but they have the potential if they can learn how to get out of their own way. Mm. See? Right. Well, getting in their own way, you know, uh, 
having whatever it is that's in your way, when you ask people, okay, what's stopping you? What stops you from getting what it is that you want? And they'll go on to describe, well, it's this or it's that, and there's something in my way. It occurred to me recently that if something's in your way, it it can't really be in your way unless you're already on your way to somewhere. Right. And if you renew your vision of what it is that you were after in the first place, then you can take down whatever barriers they are. Yes. When they're internal or when they are self-imposed, that's the more difficult thing yes. to remove. Yes. Years ago, I found out that um, the truth about all of our problems that we create in our lives mm-hmm. is that ultimately problems are self-created balls and chains mm-hmm. that we put together to keep us from moving toward the dream because mm-hmm. the dreams are typically so scary. Once people, mm. I mean, we think that it's fear of failure that everybody's afraid of. And the truth is, mm. when you compare fear of failure with fear of success, fear of failure is a wussy. Well, we do that all the time. We're not scared, right. scared of that. Right, right. We create it on it's, purpose. It's the, it's the good stuff that we're really afraid of. It reminds you know? me of that quote by Marianne Williamson. Yeah, you know, very, exactly. Very popular, our greatest fear. Yes. And uh, right. You can go Google that if you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So you, you triggered my interest in something a little earlier. Yeah. Uh, I like these catchy little concepts that help to get people thinking. And you used one that uh, I think you called it how to melt your favorite jerk. Your favorite jerk. And I can't get that out of my mind. Can yes. you tell us a little bit more about that and how yeah, that bet. ties into principles you bet. and skills? Right. Um, you know, when, when your husband or wife gets into a fight with you or your coworkers or your teenager or whoever it is, they can quite often look like a monster. And I found out years ago that if you use certain tools, you can literally turn the monster into a verbal teddy bear within a matter of minutes. It's based on the principle that when somebody's attacking you, they don't really recognize their own positive intention, which is underneath their negative behavior. But the reality mm. is, and a lot of a lot of technologies these days, like neurolinguistic programming and some of the new stuff, they all acknowledge that every behavior has behind it a positive intention. Mm-hmm. But the person who's attacking or doing the negative behavior doesn't recognize their own positive. All they know is they mm-hmm. want to get you because they think maybe by getting you, then you'll either um, leave them alone or treat them with respect or give them what they're due or whatever. Mm-hmm. All they know is they want to attack you. Well, it's that fight or flight brain yes. that you were talking about. Yes, that fight or flight mm-hmm. mind. So if I can get the person using certain skills to recognize their own positive intention behind their attack behind their negative mm-hmm. behavior, mm-hmm. then by simply getting them to recognize what they're after that's good and sweet and wonderful, they don't get to vote. They actually have a transformation of their experience. They actually melt. And we've all had a moment like this. Most people have had a moment where they're in the middle of some fight with their person that they're you know having a relationship with and all of a sudden they're going back and forth going at it and all of a sudden the other person does something so magnificent like apologize right in the middle of the fight they're like oh honey i'm so sorry you know i i didn't mean to you know i just got scared Mm -hmm. and i got hurt and then it takes all the wind out of your sails and you're almost even like well, I, I'm, I was going to really get you two on the next one, you know, right. because, because we're almost disappointed right. that somebody melted us, mm-hmm. you know. And really what happens is if you use certain skills, you can get the person to see their own sweetheart message, I call it, their own positive intent behind the negative behavior, and then they mm-hmm. will absolutely melt. And it doesn't matter whether they feel like melting or they want to or they're in the mood. It's like they will melt. Okay, so the simple tool I use in the workshops, and this this takes a lot of time, but I'm going to give you the quick version of it. Okay, is I I show people that basically your consciousness has two theaters: the don't want theater and the do want theater. Yeah, you know the fear theater and the love theater. Yeah, the approach, the avoidance. Yes, yes. The the movie Mm -hmm. The Secret spends a good deal of time talking about the don't want and the do want. Okay, Mm -hmm. now. Now, if you understand that, then what you do is you say back to the person who's attacking you. So, what you don't want is this and this and this and this and this, and you say back to them what they are attacking you for that they don't want. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
and then and then when they melt a little bit, then you go to the do want. What you do want is this and this and this. Okay. Now I'll use one quick example mm. because I I remember when my son was young and and he was about nine or something and he got interested in my workshops and I said sure you can come you know and so. He said, well, what's the next workshop about? I told him it was the relationships course, and you'll learn about this and this and this. And then I, I said, and you'll learn a skill called How to Met Your Favorite Jerk. And so all through the workshop, you know, he's nine years old. He's in the workshop. And all through the whole workshop, I said, are we going to talk about How to Met Your Favorite Jerk now? And, you know, uh-huh. so finally we, we learned it, you know. And about a week later, you know, we, we had these, uh, I had this condo that had this, uh, these uh, metal stairs. And he was constantly running up the metal stairs. And I'd go, Eli, don't run up the stairs. Don't run up those metal stairs. And uh, so this time, you know, again, he runs up, and I, and I lose my temper a little bit, and I, Eli, you know, and he turned around and goes, hey, Dad, is this a good time to use how to melt your favorite jerk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, well, yeah, maybe it's a good time. Yeah, you kids will <laughs> you know? keep you honest, don't and they? So, yeah, yeah. And so he's like, well, okay, Dad, um, what you don't want is you don't want me to go fast up the stairs, and you don't want me to get hurt. And you don't want me to fall down. And he said, and what you want to do is you, you want to be a good dad. And right about there, I'm melting. You're you know melting. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You didn't even get to vote. Right, right, exactly, exactly. You know? you know, in order to implement this skill, and I can see why this would take a while. Yeah. Because we have habits. Yes. And we have ways that we insist are going to work, even though we've proved to ourselves how many hundreds of times that they don't. And so we stick with our old patterns. But one of yes. those things would be to not take things personally. Yes. If you're going to give feedback to someone yes. like what you want is, yes. it's, it's like you have to translate on the fly. And it, it used to sound to you like, I hate you, you're a bad person. Yeah. And you translate it on the fly to, hey, what I don't want is this, and yes. what I do want is this. Yes. Well, in the workshop, we actually spend some time having people pair up and role play, and we actually give them very easy, light scenarios to start with that are not their own personal examples. Yeah, you don't start so, with the heavy stuff. So they go through the little ones until they have some success, and what happens is people begin to learn that if I can put my upset on the shelf just long mm-hmm. enough to use the skill, then mm-hmm. after I have some successes, it becomes a lot easier. When somebody goes to attack me, it becomes very easy to then go, oh, I'm going to put my stuff on the shelf, and I'm going to use this tool, because in a few minutes, you're going to melt. See? And I would like to witness that. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Right. So it becomes Fine. easier, you know, because they, they have some success once they get some practice. Yeah, Sure. Yes. Well, there's a principle behind this, too. Because you're talking about a skill, you're talking about a technique, an yes. application right. of a principle. Yes. Now, can we get kind of down to the heart of that for a minute? The principle behind that? Yeah. What is it that drives that? What is it that makes that skill effective because it's based on some kind of a truth or a principle? That well, actually, want? the principle behind this particular skill is that whenever you get people to recognize their own, what I call, sweetheart message, the The positive positive intention behind their negative behavior, Mm -hmm. they have a transformation of their experience. The easy way to say it would be to say, get people to see what they want that is good and sweet and wonderful, and they will basically rise to their better self. Mm. As they start to recognize it again and know that it's there. That's right. That's right. It's really interesting that human beings are designed that way that they have to rise by simply being in touch with who they really are it's their nature right it's their nature it's like a balloon sweet we'll be right back this is Shay Larson ideaorbit.com with the world of ideas report Have you ever tried talking on your cell phone at a shopping mall, a construction site, or an amusement park? Odds are that it was too noisy, which makes for difficult conversation. Most people talk through their mouths, but one Japanese electronics company believes that people should be talking through their ears, literally. NS Alexco, a developer in Japan, has developed a new approach to talking on your cell phone while in noisy places. 
Their invention allows you to place an earbud in your ear, which reduces sound around you by up to 10 times. But here is the interesting part. They also placed the microphone in the earbud. As you talk, the microphone inside your ear clearly picks up your voice through bone vibrations. Not only does it allow you to listen to your call through your ear, but it picks up your voice through your ear as well. One earbud serves as a speaker, a microphone, and an effective noise reductor. This allows someone to walk through one of the noisiest places on earth and still have a clear conversation over their phone. Well done, NS Alexco, on an idea worth talking about. This is Shay Larson, IdeaOrbit.com, with the World of Ideas Report. I've got a great idea, wouldn't you like to know? You probably can't bear it, so I guess I'll have to share it. I thought of it a moment. Thank you for listening to Live on Purpose Radio. Some of you have been asking how you can get more involved with the show. And I also appreciate those of you who have offered to support the show. Now you can do both easily by purchasing a Top Spots listing. For a very small donation to the show, your link will be posted at liveonpurposeradio.com. Just go to the website and look for the Top Spots widget on the right side panel. Click at the bottom and follow the simple instructions. You will then be at the top of the list. Thanks for your support. Welcome back, everybody. Having some fun discussion at Live on Purpose Radio today. This is the kind of stuff that I just get fired up about. Yeah, me and, too. You know, it is so rewarding to to observe people's lives and to see how they get in their own way. They don't even realize that they're the ones who are in their own way. Yes. Because they're so busy blaming something outside of themselves. Right. Uh, haven't you found that too that's a common deception absolutely people create their own barriers oh absolutely you know um, um, many years ago uh, when I was going through my own uh, personal therapy and coaching and that kind of thing I remember this revelation that after watching group after group after group after group and seeing everybody get down to the core of their problems Mm -hmm. that it became obvious to me that the key to every single problem and upset was their own self-betrayal. They were not honoring their own truth. And, you know, not long after that, I realized that the single greatest key to people being happy or successful was basically to honor their own truth. And I found out that every Mm. upset in life starts at the instant of self-betrayal. I came to learn that you physiologically cannot even have an upset until the moment that you betray yourself. Every upset starts at the instant of self-betrayal, and every upset literally ends at the moment that someone makes a commitment to honor their own truth. Let's define that a little yes. more carefully. Yes. I'm, I'm sure that some of our listeners are just ringing with what you're saying. Oh, yeah, right. honoring your own truth. I know yeah. what that means, but yeah. what does that mean to you? Well, whenever people get talked into doing something that they don't want to do or they don't do something that they truly want to do, Mm -hmm. they're betraying themselves. They're not honoring their own truth. And the trouble with our culture is that we've all been raised from the time we're babies that it's not important what we want. It's important what everybody else around us wants. We grew up in a land, in a culture of, you know, what you ought to do, what you should do, what you're supposed to do, what you, what's the mm-hmm. right thing to do. And quite often what that means is we, we give up our truth, mm-hmm. you know, for, because we, somebody implies that it's a good thing to do or it's the right thing to do. And so we do, even, even a lot of times when we're helping other people, we don't so much do it as a real gift but as um, a succumbing. So the way it works is that is that you literally cannot have an upset until that very instant that you go along with, you put up with, you ignore, 
saying what you want to say. You don't do what you want to do. You know, mm -hmm. you in some way have a truth that you want to honor, but you don't do it because you think people will be upset with you. you you'll make waves. You won't do the right thing. And so you basically squelch your own truth, your own true desire for what is going to work for you. So you'll give in, go along mm. with, put up with, ignore it, swallow it, pretend like it doesn't bother you. Matter of fact, I found years ago that I can measure the success, the intimacy in any relationship. I can measure the, the, someone's ability to have relationships by simply asking them one question. How good are you when your partner honors their truth, when your partner says no? How good are you at giving them the space to honor their truth. Mm -hmm. Do you pout? Do you go away? Do you slam doors? Do you let them know very clearly that there's only one right answer here? It's what I want you to do. Or do you actually have an interest and a desire for them to really be true to themselves, for them to do what's mm -hmm. really true for them? Because if, you, if you're really good at manipulating, at conning, at getting other people to do what you want just because it's what you want, there is not a lot of intimacy in that relationship. No. No. Well, and that's probably coming from your own sense of, of having to do what you don't want to do. Or, right. You know, all of the musts and the shoulds right. and the exactly. have-tos. Exactly. So I found, I found out that that is the single greatest um, principle for happiness or success. Oh, interesting. Chad? I was just going to say, I, was, I, I have a wonderful example about this. Um, I've always thought my whole life that I was a victim of circumstance. Mm. That if unhappiness or sadness or madness were happened to fall on me that day of the week, well, that's yes. what happened. And I didn't have any control over that. Right. After I learned, to you. yeah, it happened to me. After I learned this principle of where my upsets start, I now learn, or I now know that I have control over those upsets. Mm -hmm. That somewhere I've either sold out or I didn't honor whatever it is that I said I would do. You know, even if it's as little as I made an appointment but didn't make that appointment, right. but didn't call to renegotiate my appointment or anything like that and just kind of dumped them in the soup, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those upsets come from those kind of things. And I now have control over my life mm -hmm. and the things mm -hmm. that come into it. That's right. I'm no longer a victim of whatever may fall on me that day. And what's interesting about that, Chad, is that you weren't a victim to start with. You just identified yourself as such. <laughs> right. You know, that's the right. self-deception, isn't it, that right. you're talking about, Gary? And it, I, I thought of something else. As we're having this discussion, honoring your own truth, I want, I want all of you to think for just a minute about why it's there to start with. Mm -hmm. what, what do you think the purpose of, of your dreams are? Mm -hmm. And if, if you think it's a selfish thing to follow your dreams, I think you're deceived. Yes. Your dreams are there for some important purposes, at least two important purposes, and one is to make your life fantastic. Yes. And the other one is to bless the lives of other people. Yes. And uh, if you don't accomplish your dreams, I think that's more selfish in a way, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Going out on a limb a little here. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I don't think that, I think that the reason why we have the particular dreams and visions that we have has more to do with our own higher purposes. Right. Why, what we're here to accomplish on this planet. And I found out that if I, if I talk to most children, if I talk to most people and have them do processes where they can really get in touch with when was the first time that they got in touch with the thing that they discovered later on was their purpose in life. The people mm -hmm. who are the most happy and successful and like that, they all have an example, usually before the age of 10, of something that happened in their lives that woke up their vision, their purpose. Some, like for me, it was reading a book called Trailblazers about heroes in life, like, like Edison and Ben Franklin and Da Vinci mm -hmm. and people like that. And for a year, my, I was probably six years old, and for a year I couldn't, I was in such a rapture about this whole concept. And over, over the years of coaching, I found out that most of the really, truly happy, successful people I've known 
had something like that in their life when they were very young, mm-hmm. and they and they and then then later on they remembered. Oh, you know what? Something was given to me as a way of reminding me that later on this is probably something along the lines of what I would be doing. That's the dream, right? It was it was That's installed at some point. That's right. That's right. Wow. Right. I, I got a question I want to ask yeah, you, Gary, yeah. that I've asked a lot of my guests, yeah. and it comes up quite often. I, I have people quite often who say, okay, well, here's, I, I kind of know what I love, and I know what, what I think my dream is, but I don't see any way that I would ever make any money doing that. What's your response to that? Well, I remember that I made that up about myself many years ago. <laughs> You made that up about yourself. I love the way you put that. Right. I remember when I was a young man, and I thought, because I, I had a friend of mine who had a way to make some money. Matter of fact, him and I went through therapy together, and he ended up creating Herbalife, a guy named Mark Hughes, and became mm-hmm. one of the biggest co- growing companies in the country. And I didn't know that I could make any money doing what I do, and so I thought, I'm going to go down and make some money, because I was tired of being poor at the time, you know? And yeah. and then I found out later on, I mean, I found out that I really couldn't abandon my mission, my purpose, my thing that was calling me. And at that point, I was ready to be poor if that's what it took because I was going to do what I loved. Doing what I loved at that point became more important than money. But I found out that usually when you follow your, your heart and your dream, there's there's almost always a way to make as much money as you want to doing what you love. And usually people will discover that after they've made the choice to give up the money if they have to. Then they find out, you know what, there's always a way to make plenty of money if you do what you love. That is so true. And there's research that bears that out as well. Right. As they've followed people who who go different courses. Right. And too often we sell out. Yes. Sell out for money. Yes. Yes. You see somebody else making money doing what they love, and so you think, well, I have to do that then, even though I don't love that. You know, I, I want to mention something about that. You know, um, when I get a, what I call a percentage client, somebody who's in business and they have a great business vehicle that could really go places, but they keep getting in their own way, and then I significantly increase their income, what I found out is that most of these people are A-types, people who believe mm-hmm. that the reason why I make you know good money is because I work 14 hours a day, and I sacrifice the family, and they never see me, and all of that. And it's interesting because it, it takes me about at least a year to... S- Enroll them in the idea that if they would actually spend more time with their family and fill the cups of their family, the emotional cups of their family, and not work so hard, but actually do less and play more. So, for example, a great tool, because I found out that if you teach people how to play, their abundance goes way up. It's when they work it's when they push, it's when they struggle, it's when they stress that their income goes way, way, way down. Okay? Yeah. You, t- you take a person who's, good, who's, who's okay at making money, and then they learn how to, like for example, I teach them how to take recess several times a day. It's a kindergarten skill. Yes. But for most A-types, they don't realize that unless they put the clutch in several times a day and take a break from whatever they're doing, and get out of the the stuff, mm-hmm. out of the daily activity, and then refocus on something that they love to do. Mm-hmm. It might be music, it might be whatever, you know, hobby, whatever, it oh, is. whatever the hobby is. Okay, mm-hmm. then that reconfigures their state of being, mm-hmm. and it's their state of being that determines the results they're going to have. So if they need to make a bunch of calls this afternoon, that could really further their business. Okay. Mm-hmm. The silliest thing they could do is get on the phone and be in a negative state of being, trying to enroll more business instead of you know, doing something that really connects the phone calls, their activities, to their dreams, to their visions, to their passions, to the thing that really gets them stirred up inside. It's re-energized. If, yes. It's like if they make those phone calls from a place of, I'm going to do this like my dream depends on it. Their results will be a whole different story. I've done that with groups of salespeople where I have one department make their calls from a place of, am I doing this? What, what is the dream that these calls are about? And then one department that doesn't do anything different, and you should see the difference in the numbers. I'm sure that it's significant. Yes. Wow. Yes. Fun stuff. Yeah. 
We'll be right back. This is Kirk Weasler to tell you about morebetterbooks.com. Morebetterbooks.com is where you can find more better books for a more better life. Not only that, let me tell you about some of the very fun and cool select titles on morebetterbooks.com. You'll want to get a copy of The Dog Poop Initiative. This best-smelling book could change your life forever. It certainly changed the lives of thousands of Boeing employees, as well as school teachers, parents, leaders across the United States and in Israel and in Germany. And you can get your own copy at morebetterbooks.com. Whoa, that's not all. What about The Cookie Thief? This classic tale told in a rhyming format, fully illustrated with very fun hit messages. Pick up a copy now today on morebetterbooks.com. Other great titles there, Finding Your Pathway to Mastery, Beyond Illusions, Make It Great. These titles are only available on morebetterbooks.com. Go to morebetterbooks.com today and begin to have a more better life and live that life on purpose. Thank you for joining me for the Live on Purpose radio podcast. It is truly an honor to be a part of your prosperity team. Please visit my website, drpaul.org, to get connected with other tools for you and your family. There you will find links to my weekly e-zine, Empower, Harnessing the Power of the Mind, and to the free Parental Power Teleconference that I host every week with my wife, Vicki. You can also check out upcoming events, or pick up powerful information products. Feel free to contact me directly with questions, comments, or to book me for your company or private event. Email me through drpaul at liveonpurposeradio.com. Good bumper music. <laughs> Isn't that fun? So getting out of your own way, you know, I it, it's fun to talk to another person who has, has coached at a high level, mm-hmm. people who are, uh, by a lot of standards, very successful, mm-hmm. you know, making some good money, kind of miserable because they're mm-hmm. stuck, mm-hmm. and they think they're stuck behind this or that, and really they're stuck behind themselves. Right. And then seeing themselves step out of the way of themselves enough to really go to a higher level. That's right. And uh, realizing that there's more to wealth than money. Absolutely. And if you're sacrificing your family and your relationships and your uh, recreational time, for what? You know, you're selling out. Well, you know, and those people are really making all that money on two pistons. The reason why it's easy to get them to double or triple their income is because once they fill the cups of their family and they focus on their own playtime and what makes their heart sing and they work less, what they find out is by by shifting the the focus from push Mm -hmm. to flow. Okay? Right. And in my own life, I found out that, that because I don't ever work anymore, I just play all the time. Okay? I don't ever work. Okay? So I might be, I might go to a movie at two in the afternoon. But I might be doing my manuals at one in the morning. And mm-hmm. I found out that by doing that, by basically doing whatever makes my heart sing, okay, mm-hmm. I can get three times as much done in one-third the time. Mm-hmm. Because instead of going through the motion so often and really not being there, just doing what you're doing because you should or you have to, you're supposed to, when you do it, you really do it. You're engaged in the mm-hmm. activity. You know, if you've got a... If you're connecting it to your dream or your activity, even the stuff that's hard to do, that's kind of scary or takes some courage to do, you're willing to do because now you're connecting it to some vision that really means a lot. You've got a purpose mm-hmm. for why you're doing what you're doing. So it, it right. really does. It really is a lot easier of a life. And I found out that most of those people, it takes me about a year to enroll them, and then finally they get the idea that the less they, they work and the more they play, the more their income goes up significantly. Which is counterintuitive, or at least against the flow of the right. cultural, tribal right. customs. That's right. That we all. That's right. Have been We've all been taught with. to put our nose at the grindstone and just do your job and you be know, happy. Work now, play later. Clock your hours in, you know, and check your brain at the door. Mm. <laughs> That's right. Oh boy, you know the human mind is such an amazing, an amazing tool, and I don't even want to call it a tool. I think it's yeah. um. 
it's the interface through which we, you know, our core selves, mm-hmm. uh, can interact with the world. Mm-hmm. And we don't use it to its capacity. Oh, not at all. Not even close. There was a movie called Defending Your Life, but written by Albert Brooks, that we play uh, a clip quite often in the workshops, where he talks about how people on Earth only use 3 to 5% of their brain, and that's why they're there. Because because mm-hmm. they let their fear get in the way, and as long as you're focused on fear, then you can only use three to five percent of your brain. Once you, he says, once you use more than five percent of your brain, you don't want to be on Earth. Believe me, there are many more exciting destinations for smarter people. You know? <laughs> well, you know, just just from a neurophysiological standpoint, there's different parts of your brain that are responsible for different things. Yes, and there's a part of your brain. Uh, called the limbic system, which is mm-hmm. uh, in part responsible for this fight-or-flight response that mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. brain studies have shown that when that part is active, there's actually a decrease in blood flow to the frontal cortex. Mm-hmm. And this is the place that's traditionally mm-hmm. associated with, with logic and problem-solving mm-hmm. and reason and, mm-hmm. and putting things together. When you can give your mind a break mm-hmm. from all of the stress and mm-hmm. the fear and, and realize that this stress and this fear is really shutting down mm-hmm. some of the choicest and most powerful parts of your brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if you could get that turned back on? Mm-hmm. You know, now what can you do with this world? Well, you know, in one of the courses we do called Imagine, um, I, I spend quite a bit of time at the beginning talking about all these incredible stories throughout history of documented cases where people have done miraculous things. Um, like George Washington was shot, um, his they still have the jacket and the cap where it was like four bullets in the jacket, three in the cap, and he never had a scratch on him. Or there's all mm-hmm. kinds of documented cases throughout history of miraculous things that have happened, mm-hmm. you know, sure. miracles, things out of the blue. And in some of the workshops, what we do is we ask people to to pick something that is just a little example of something that they'd like to manifest into their life. So we can demonstrate that if that they have the power to have that show up out of the blue with nothing reasonable attached to it, just simply by setting their intention. And it's amazing to watch how usually about two-thirds of the people, by the time it is over, have something very strange show up out of the blue just because they set their mind to it and set the intention. And I use that as an example to show that if you want to be productive, the hard way is to simply use the laws of physics in the universe. Mm-hmm. You know, the easy way is to use a higher law by simply setting your intent and having it manifest to you. Instead of going out there and making it happen, have it show up. And quite often, mm. like when I teach um, whole groups of salespeople and I teach this particular piece, I'll notice that the, usually the very best salespeople on the team, if I have a group of 200 salespeople and, and, they, and, and the top two or three people come to me and say, you know, I never knew how to explain what I do, but you just helped me understand that mm-hmm. I don't just set appointments and da-da-da-da. In the way I set my goals, I have those people, those clients show up to me. Mm-hmm. They, I call them forth. Well, they're already there, right? And right. it's it's a process of tuning in, really, yes. of right. of getting on the same frequency. However, you want right. to state that. Right. There's, I, I do an exercise sometimes in my seminars where I ask people to, uh, and you can do this right now. Just look around where you are and find a source of of bright red. Okay, mm-hmm. can you find something that's bright red? Well, there's something. Find mm-hmm. something else. Oh, there's something else. Find something else. Mm-hmm. Okay, now close your eyes mm-hmm. and tell me where all the green is. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, and it, that's hard for people to do because they weren't asking their mind to provide that to mm-hmm. them, to notice it in their in their world. Mm-hmm. But as soon as they open their eyes again, oh, mm-hmm. there's some green, there's some green, there's some green. Mm-hmm. I have people come into my office all the time saying, there's not enough green in my life. Mm-hmm. When all they're looking for, all they're asking their mind to provide to them is red. Yes. And that's what they're focusing on, and that's what they're finding. Right. But the world is abundant with right. all kinds of stuff. That's right. The other, the other thing that goes along with this is that we are always creating. No matter what we are doing in our life, we are right. creating. That's right. Mm-hmm. The question is that we have to constantly ask ourselves is what are we creating? And that's obvious if you just look around. 
Yeah, you know, absolutely. The, the movie The Secret made a great point about that, about how we have the power to attract into our lives the things we want by basically focusing differently on what we want instead of what we don't want. Instead of focusing on what we don't right. want, we should focus on what we want. If you're if you're focusing on the yes. bills, yes. the you know yes. the things that you can't pay for, yes. what are you going to create more of? That's right. And I found that there's a, an advanced tool that I use in conjunction with that video, the the secret. Mm-hmm. Um, I have an advanced tool that we call the genie game, because I found out that um, that. In the physical realm, no dream or vision can manifest in people's lives until they go beyond holding that dream or vision as just a good idea. Mm-hmm. As long as they hold their dream or vision as just a good idea, it will never manifest. It will never come into being. They have to go beyond holding it as a good idea and actually bring it down to holding it as a direct experience. So mm-hmm. in some of the courses and in the coaching, I quite often will have people learn to, to take each other through what we call an advanced genie game, where they play a game designed to help them take their dream or their vision and talk about it so specifically. And then through questions and mm-hmm. some NLP exercises, get a chance to take that vision and find it someplace in their body and what color is it and expand it and you know and, and really go into the experience of it in such a deep way that if they're really lucky, we call it a clunk. And you can tell when somebody has a direct experience of their dream or vision because all of a sudden their whole physiology changes. They might even get touched or moved. Mm-hmm. Their face changes. And the moment they have a direct experience of their dream or vision, that is the very instant, I believe, that it begins to manifest. Mm-hmm. That, that is such a powerful part of the creative process. Yes. And I believe that everything, everything that we see, you just look around you right now in your, in your car or your home or at your computer, right. wherever you're listening to this, and notice that everything that's there first existed yes. as a thought, as yes. a concept. Absolutely. And then it had to become more and more clear mentally yes. first before it ever manifests in the physical world. That's right. And then there's some important steps because, you know, as, as you become clear about that, things will begin to occur to you, to present themselves to you. You will have opportunities. You will have people come into your life. You will have opportunities for, for knowledge that will present themselves. And these are all steps toward that dream. Yes. Take them. Yes. Take the steps. Yes. Don't be afraid of the work. Yes. Don't be afraid of the knowledge. That's right. You know? That's right. Just keep moving forward. In the retreat, I, I, I teach people that when they put their personal dream inside of a higher purpose or context, it's, it's like instead of being on the edge of a river where they keep eddying out, by putting their personal dream inside of a much larger context, a much higher vision, a much higher purpose, then they move to the, to the center of the river where the water is the deepest and the clearest, and where those kinds of resources, the people, the wisdom, the, the, the money, the things that they need to manifest their vision actually mm-hmm. comes to them. It shows up. After all, it's already there in their world. That's right. They just need to tune into that. And find a way to call it forth. Right. Right. Get connected. That's right. Wow. Fun discussion today, yeah. Gary. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been great. You know, before we sign off today, I want to make sure people have a way to get in touch with you. We mentioned your website, dreammakersacademy.com. Yes. And there they can find out more about these workshops yes. that you've been mentioning. They can get some free materials. They can watch some previews. They can find out about the low-cost and free courses that we do, mm-hmm. the regular courses, the retreats. So basically, if they go there, they can get all the information that they need. That's the research or the uh, resource hub Yes, for Gary Acevedo yes. Yes. and the Dream Makers. You've got a great team that's working with you that helps to facilitate all of this stuff Yes, uh, yes. for people to empower yes. themselves, get out of their own way that's right get out there and start we've got some great coaches and you know different people that do all these different things so it's great to to have a place where people can go and just and just find the different resources they're looking for Mm -hmm. well i i have sure appreciated this conversation you know i uh i can see that that there's a lot of people out there myself included who have a strong work ethic they they know that they want to do the right things they're out there Mm -hmm. working hard you can work really hard with that pair of tweezers. Yeah. 
Can't you? Right, right, right. All day long. Yes, yes. And, and maybe not make much progress on mowing that lawn. Right, right. So but with a little bit of help, you know, you can actually work a lot less hard and get a lot more results. And that's really what it's all about. Those powers. Making those dreams happen. Gary, thank you for bringing this to us today. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for the opportunity. Chad, thank you for being here today. Thanks so much for having me. Go out there and live on purpose, everybody. 